الحمد لله وكفى والصلاة والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى أما بعد فأعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم إذ قال له ربه أسلم قال أسلمت لرب العالمين وقال تعالى في مقام آخر يا أيها الذين آمنوا ادخلوا في السلم كافة ولا تتبعوا خطوات الشيطان إنه لكم عدو مبين صدق الله العظيم Most respected Allah my Kiram, brothers and elders Allah Ta'ala created many things in the world but with its unique aspects things are not all the time the same some things have been created with certain extra merits certain extra significance and this is in everything that we see around us if it comes to the place of the earth and there are some pieces of earth which have far greater significance than other parts of the earth <coughs> the Baitullah the Haram Makkah Mukarramah and the Haram Sharif, this has that significance which other parts of the world, throughout the world don't have. One Salah in that Haram Sharif equivalent to 100,000 Salah. So that piece of earth has far greater significance than any other piece of earth. This is Allah Ta'ala's blessing, Allah Ta'ala's gift to that piece of earth. Likewise, in time, all the times are not the same. There are some times which has virtue, have virtue over other times. Among the times that have the greatest virtue is the month of Ramadan. And after the month of Ramadan, the period of time that has the greatest virtue are the first 10 days of Zul Hijjah, which we are on the doorstep of. Now these occasions come, these are the various opportunities that Allah Ta'ala has blessed insan with, that in this hustle and bustle of life, he sometimes forgets what is his destination, forgets what is his main focus in life or should be his main focus in life. So these opportunities come to realign oneself. The alignment in a vehicle sometimes goes off. From time to time he has to go and get the alignment sorted out. So Allah Ta'ala also gives us these opportunities to get our alignment right. But that alignment in that vehicle is not right. Uh, he's trying to steer it to the right, but it is dragging him to the left. So this is the effect of that alignment being off. So when he gets it right, now the car moves in one direction. So likewise, these opportunities come to get our spiritual alignment in order. And so that we may continue without any deviation on the road to Jannat. So among the very significant days after the month of Ramadan, the greatest significance is of the Mubarak days of the first 10 days of Zul Hijjah. In one hadith, Nabi Salaam says that the fast of each of these days, the first nine days, the 10th day obviously is the day of Eid. So the first nine days, the fast of each of these days is equivalent to the fast of one year. One year's nafil fast, that is the 
reward a person gets for each day of these first nine days. And the reward of ibadat on each of these nights is equivalent to the reward of Laylatul Qadr. Now Laylatul Qadr in the month of Ramadan is something that is not fixed. It is something according to the most authentic riwayat and narrations, something that may occur on any of the odd nights of the last ten nights of Ramadan. A person has to search for it and try and get it. And here every night he is being told is equivalent to the ibadat of Laylatul Qadr. So such a great virtue Allah has kept in this, such Mubarak nights these are, such Mubarak days these are. So this is such an opportunity again. The month of Ramadan has just passed and that foundation that was laid and that building that was being erected, that building of piety, that building of righteousness, that building of taqwa, now this month of Zulhijjah comes to, to do the finishings on it. So if a person has kept up after the month of Ramadan, then this is very close, it's barely two months. So now he's getting the opportunity to now do the finishings on that structure of taqwa. And whatever dust might have come on in the way, that too is an opportunity to clean that out. So such a great moment, such a great moment in time this is it. Then the ninth of Zul Hijjah that has its own special significance, the day of Arafah. That is apart from those who will be in Hajj. For a person anywhere in the world, the significance is special. In the Hadith Nabi Islam says, the person who fasts on the ninth of Zul Hijjah, then this is a compensation for the year that has passed and the year to come. Yukafiru that it will compensate for the minor sins of the year that has passed and the year that is to come still. Now, all these are the shows of Rahmat from Allah Ta'ala. That a person who wishes to take it, all he needs to do is come out in the rain. But if a person keeps the umbrella on top of him or sits in the tent, then he'll stay dry as ever. So Allah Ta'ala's Rahmat is showering down in these days. But a person has to come out of the show of, out of the tents of sin, out of the tents of all evil and vice, and come out into the showers of the Rahmat of Allah Ta'ala. So then he too can get the full benefit of it. So we may not be perhaps in the position to fast every day. Snafil is not farz wajib, but at least one, two days, at least the ninth of Zulijjah we should try. It's not farz or wajib. But the rewards are so great and the night ibadat, we can't stand the whole night in ibadat, we can't make tilawat the whole night, some part of the night we can, one portion of it, one hour we can, half an hour we can, something in the beginning of the night, something in the end of the night. And in that way, inshallah, we will gain these great blessings and barakat. Then in this Mubarak month are two very great amal and great ibadat that are performed. One is the ibadat which is performed anywhere in the world and that is the ibadat of qurbani. This qurbani is something we do alhamdulillah every year but it is not just some ritual of just slaughtering some animal and getting over with it. Unfortunately many a times when the occasions of happiness come like Eid is the occasion of happiness Eid al-Adha Occasion of great joy, great happiness. 
Eid al-Fitr. So these occasions of happiness when they come, unfortunately sometimes what happens is that we make everybody happy on the occasions of happiness, but that being who gave us the occasion itself. <coughs> and not only confined to these occasions, sometimes there's an occasion of happiness in a specific family maybe. It's a wedding, it's a nikah. So there's an occasion of happiness. And on occasion of happiness, a person has been allowed to express that happiness. In fact, there is merit and reward in expressing it. There's a nikah. So after the nikah, there's great encouragement towards having a walima. So a walima is an expression of this happiness. He'll be inviting his family, his friends. It doesn't have to be elaborate. But this is something according to a person's position. Nabi Sallallahu encouraged this. Abdurrahman ibn Awf said to him, Awlim, walaw bishatin. He came and Nabi Sallallahu saw him and he saw the effects of some perfume on his clothing, the color of it. And he worked out something has happened here. And Nabi Sallallahu is in Medina Munawwara. He is present, he's not out on a journey somewhere. And the Sahaba all there. And there was nobody more beloved to them than Rasulullah Sallallahu and this Sahabi as Abdurrahman ibn Awf such a senior Sahabi. And he comes, Nabi Islam sees and he asks him that something happened, did you get married? He says yes. Cha. Then any case, in the end he tells him, Awlim walaw bishat. He didn't even ask him the question, but you didn't tell me about it earlier. I would have come and performed the nikah at least. When it came to the janazah, there was one person who used to clean the masjid and she used to come and sweep the courtyard, etc. On poor woman, and she passed away. And she passed away late at night. So Sahaba Ikram didn't want to disturb Nabi Sallallahu They quickly did whatever was necessary. They took care of all the whatever had to be taken care of. And they saw to everything to be done properly. And they buried her. After the Janazah Salah, etc. was performed late at night, they buried her. The next day, Nabi Sallallahu inquired that this person used to clean the masjid, she, she passed away. Say, why didn't you tell me about it? My coming and performing the janazah salah becomes a source of noor for the person in the qabr. So when it came to the janazah, the Nabi Wasallam made this a point that, look, you should have told me about it. You should have informed me. I would have come. But we came to the nikah. He is present in Madina Munawara. And there was nobody more beloved to the sahaba than Nabi Wasallam. But they also knew what is the tabiat and mizaj and the temperament and the directives and the teachings of Nabi Islam in this regard. But even Nabi Islam wasn't informed. Whoever was close by, whoever was there present, the nikah took place. And subsequent to the nikah, now this is coming up. So Nabi Islam is encouraging him that awlim malaw bishat. So this is an expression of happiness. So express the happiness according to your means, express it. So, Shariat has given us not just the permission, in some cases, the order to express happiness. So, like, like this is one of the cases. So, now that becomes a happy occasion. Now, when a happy occasion comes, a person generally wants to make everybody happy. He wants to make the family happy. Mashallah, no problem with it. He wants to make his neighbors happy. He wants to make his friends happy. He wants to make some distant people happy. He even wants to make the servants and maids happy. So we make everybody happy on these occasions, but Allah forbid, 
that if we make anybody unhappy on these occasions, it is Allah and His Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. We make everybody happy, but Allah Ta'ala, we displease Him and we displease Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Whereas, who gave that happy occasion? There's a nikah taking place. So that nikah is taking place. Some boy is getting married. So the parents now are very happy. Our son is getting married. So who blessed them with that son? Some girl is getting married. The parents are very happy. Our daughter is getting married. Who blessed them with that daughter? Allah Ta'ala blessed them with that daughter. And Allah Ta'ala blessed them with a daughter who became marriageable. Allah forbid she was paralyzed. Allah forbid that youngster had such a situation that nobody wanted to ever marry him. So Allah Ta'ala made it possible that they became marriageable. Allah Ta'ala made this possible. So now this was demanding shukr upon shukr. Allah Ta'ala now gave this happy moment that now they will be united in nikah. So the gratitude we show for this is we go for the whole year and perhaps good part of our life what we didn't do all the stops are pulled out to all the wrongs <coughs> and displease Allah Ta'ala in everything what a tragedy this is that that Rabb that being who granted us this happiness we displease him in that very same occasion so likewise comes the days of Eid and unfortunately rather than being even more obedient to Allah Ta'ala these become the occasion sometimes when a person goes out of his way to commit disobedience in various forms. So the Mubarak day of Eid comes, especially Eid al-Adha. And now again, the days of Eid come, so everybody is now one happy family. So in that one happy family, there's intermingling taking place. There's all whole lot of things against the laws of deen. And everybody has to be happy, so now we can't <coughs> bring about this kind of parda and segregation, everybody will come unhappy then. So rather than displease the people, one of the two have to get displeased, either Allah Ta'ala or the people. So now rather than displease the people, we rather displease Allah Ta'ala. So these occasions come, these are happy occasions, but the demand of these occasions is that first and foremost, we in gratitude to the being that gave it to us, our Rabb, our Allah, we make him happy first. So in any case, this occasion of Eid is one of the great amal that take place in this month, the amal of Qurbani. And this amal of Qurbani, this is again that same lesson, that to trample our own desires, trample whatever our feelings are, when this goes against the command of Allah Ta'ala. Now this is what this occasion is all about, to put the knife on our own feelings and desires. But come the day of Qurbani also, we put the knife on the command of Allah Ta'ala. Besides slaughtering the animal, how many commands of Allah Ta'ala we slaughter also? So this is the lesson of the day of Qurbani. So this is a great amal. This is an amal which in the ahadith there is so much of virtues mentioned about it. In one hadith, Nabi Islam says that that animal that has been slaughtered, before the first drop of blood reaches the ground, it already gets accepted before that first drop of blood falls onto the ground. And it will come on the day of Qiyamah, that animal with all its hair, its hooves, its horns, to be weighed 70 times more than its weight in dunya. 
And that is only the minimum. Depending what kind of sincerity a person had in it, what kind of feelings he had in it. Because in the hadith, Nabi Islam says, when this is the effect, this is what it comes, and this is what Allah Ta'ala is rewarding for it, فَطِيبُوا بِهَا nafsa. Then do it with a happy heart. <coughs> Don't do it grudgingly. How many times a person spends freely on other things, but when it comes to qurbani, the person now is trying to drive a hard bargain to get the cheapest animal somewhere, which animal is not really something that he would happily want to do something, but now he has to do it. It's another thing that sometimes it goes on the other extreme. People will spend huge sums, but the crucial issue is what is the intention behind it? When it comes to Qurbani in particular, among other things also, in the Quran Sharif, regarding Qurbani in the ayat Allah Ta'ala says, Ul, and this is a slow to recite at the time of slaughter also. Ul inna salati wa nusuki wa mahyaya wa mamati lillahi rabbil alameen. Every action is for Allah Ta'ala alone. Allah Ta'ala says, say verily my salah and my Qurbani, my slot, my sacrifice. Now these two things are being highlighted. And then everything comes away in general. My very living and dying. And everything in between. For Allah alone. For no other purpose. For no other motive. Only to please Allah. Ta'ala. Now the issue is to check one's intention. What is the objective? In some countries, in Pakistan and so on, it's a very common thing. person will buy an animal that is beyond anybody else, what well, everybody will try that. Or those who can afford to will try to buy an animal. Many will try to buy an animal that is beyond everybody else's capacity in the neighborhood. Mm. And then there will be before the days of Eid come. There's a common story there. In some local paper, there will be some write-up about it too. Mm. Person will put his photograph next to it too. So what is the purpose? What is the objective? Is the objective just some kind of publicity? some name and fame, then the whole object of Qurban is defeated. But yes, a person should be spending with a free heart, with a happy heart. Should be spending but within his capacity, person is performing Qurbani to do it in a way that he's doing with the best he can. But not just something for the sake of any kind of publicity, something for some name. In that, one of the things is that while it is the Qurbani, the spending of that money itself, which is a great reward. From the ahadith, it is understood clearly that even the animal should be of eating quality. The Sahaba used to fatten it so that it becomes a good animal. And then they would consume it. One of the first things Nabi Islam would consume on the day of Eid, the first thing, would be something from the animal of Qurbani. That is Sunnah also. And in some riwayat it is mentioned that from the liver, because that apparently would be the thing that would cook quickest. That is apparently the reason that this used to be prepared first. So, sometimes a person is spending a huge amount of money on some animal, but that animal is not of any eating quality. They won't, person won't want to come near it. This is something that you hear from so many different people who handle these kind of things, who organize animals for people and so on. So the person wants a certain kind of animal, we provide it. He says even he won't come close to it after it's slaughtered. Yeah. Because of the, well, it's a ram or some, and the 
smell that comes out because it's such an old animal and whatever else. So then this is not in keeping with the spirit of the Qurbani. Because part of the teaching is that a person keeps one third of the meat for himself, one third to the poor also, one third to family. When he was not going to stand next to it himself, who's going to eat it? So while that's not the objective, this is not in keeping with the spirit of Qurbani. So all these things need to be looked at. As they say, nowadays all these words are quite common holistically. First time we heard it, we thought something to do with being very holy. <laughs> but then you realize that it's, well, something that too, be very, looking at everything in, from every angle. So all these things are something to be considered. That one is that a person is spending his wealth, he's spending it with a happy heart. But at the same time, all these aspects that are understood from the ahadith of Rasulullah <laughs> This too is considered. Now he needs to also try and bring alive that sunnah, eat something from that animal, share it with his relatives, share it with the poor. So this is that great amal of qurbani that is performed also in this Mubarak month. Then the other, so this is something that a person should be now already looking forward to. Sometimes come the day of qurbani or as the days of Zulhijjah come, person says I just cannot afford it. But yet, for months before, a person was spending hundreds of rands just eating out every month. Now, if a person has this importance of this great amal in his heart, then he will stop eating out for a couple of months. In any case, he'll get saved from so many fitnas in that process also. So, this is a great opportunity to earn great amount of benefits and rewards, barakat from Allah wa ta'ala. Then the other great amal that is performed in these Mubarak days, is the great Amal of Hajj. And this Amal of Hajj is such a great Amal that the person who goes for Hajj and performs the Hajj in a way that is correct, that doesn't break any command of Allah Ta'ala, doesn't do anything sinful, anything indecent. Nabi Salaam says, Raja'aka yawmin waladathu ummu. He returns like the day he was born. Totally free of sin. Such a great ibadat. And this great ibadat is done once in a lifetime. The first hajj is once. Then a person his whole life can continue making hajj 50 times, 70 times, 100 times. It'll all be nafil. The first hajj is once only. There's no second chance to do a first hajj. His first is done once. So therefore he has to do it right first time. But in any case, this is such a great ibadat. One is the hujjaj that are already there. But those of us who won't be there, we too have to be keeping our hearts focused in that direction. We have to be keeping our hearts focused towards this great ibadat. This great ibadat which has all the reminders of so many things in it. For example, it has the reminders of death in it. The haji, in his two pieces of ihram, two pieces of cloth, the haram plots would remind him of his kafan. That one day this is how he will be. And reminds all of us that, that Haji is now in that, no matter who he is, he can be the king, he can be a slave, he can be anybody. But he'll also have to be in that haram. He wants a Hajj to be accepted, he'll have to be in that haram. This is a reminder of death. One day we all have to move on to Allah Ta'ala. And one day we'll be all our fancy garments and all the branded 
things that we used to wear and everything else will all be removed. Person has got no permission to keep any of it on. Everything will be gone. What will be left with is just those coffin cloths, that's all. So this is a reminder of death. That a person has to now prepare for this. And just as a person leaves home for Hajj, now he's seeing everybody off, everybody is there to see him off. This is like the day when one day they'll see him off into his cover also. Just that year when he's going, there's hope he'll be coming back. On that occasion, he'll be going, it is certain he's not coming back in dunya. So all this is a reminder, so that we perhaps may not have the opportunity, but we've seen Hujjaj off. Reminds us that one day, we will be seeing them off, they'll be seeing us off, Allah knows best. Who goes first and who's going to be buried in the Qabr first. So this is a lesson in all those regards. Then the various rites of Hajj, they have so many reminders in it for us. The Sa'i, from Safa to Marwa, what was the Sa'i all about? This was the Qurbani of Ibrahim and his family, his wife and his child. That Qurbani was, that first you, he's given the order, go and leave them in this barren place. Now, outwardly, there doesn't seem to be any logic in this. A woman and a child in a barren place, outwardly there's no logic in it. But we don't look for the logic in the commands of Allah wa ta'ala, in the sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu That's not our job to be trying to find out what is the logic. Because our effort to try and find out what is the logic is like that kindergarten child. That kindergarten child, he's trying to unravel that some complex algebra equation. And he's saying, now this doesn't make sense to me, this 2x plus 4y, I can't make head and tail of this, so it doesn't sound right. Now this 2x and 4y doesn't sound right to him, because he can't work, what, what does all this mean? But now somebody who's come to that level, he says, don't worry about it, when you come here, you'll, you'll come to, you'll, you'll figure it out also. So our understanding is too limited to dig into this. What is the wisdom behind things? Nowadays this has become the fashion. Everything a person wants to first know what is the wisdom behind it. What is the wisdom behind this amal, that amal? What is the wisdom behind the appearance that we have been taught? What is the wisdom behind wearing topi? Now all these things, we, but is it first is wajib to wear topi? Must you have a topi? If you don't have it, will the salah be null and void? All these things will come up. But a person, uh, what is wrong with doing this? What is wrong with doing that? Anything and everything, the questions will come. Whereas a mu'min, a person who has the correct understanding in terms of what is his requirement, that submission, the entire amal of qurbani teaches us submission, total unquestioning submission to the commands of Allah Ta'ala, to the way of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi was his way, that is my way. He had a topi, I got a topi. That's it. No questions asked. The time Nabi Islam didn't have the topi was in Ihram. If I don't wear a topi, I must go for Hajj. <laughs> oh, then go for Umrah then. But in any case, that was something just on the side. The point is that these are all reminders. Now this, Hazrat Ibrahim Islam leaves them there. And for the sake of Allah Ta'ala. He's apparently leaving them not knowing whether they will even survive. 
And then Hajra radiallahu ta'ala is worried about the same thing. Are you leaving us here? Nothing to survive on? <coughs> so eventually when he get, she gets no answer, he asks the question differently. Are you leaving us on the command of Allah ta'ala? So he says yes. Indicates yes. So her response is, إِذَنْ لَا يُدَيِّعُونَ Then Allah ta'ala won't allow us to perish. Allah ta'ala's order, that is it. So they submitted to Allah ta'ala. So what became the end result of it? That qurbani brought about, because now that little child, finally now is thirsty. There's nothing to feed. He's hungry. And he's now kicking his small little legs in that pangs of hunger. And all this qurbani for the sake of Allah ta'ala. Where apparently they were now in the mouth of destruction. But when it is done for the sake of Allah Ta'ala, on the order of Allah Ta'ala, Allah Ta'ala brings about such barakat from it that that zamzam came from that same spot. Until today, it is nourishing millions of people daily. So where did this come from? It came from that submission to Allah Ta'ala for the sake of, Rasul, for the sake of Allah Ta'ala, that total submission to Allah Ta'ala without any question. And then from an apparently, in a situation which is apparent destruction, Allah Ta'ala will bring about from that same apparently destructive situation, Allah Ta'ala will bring life. Allah Ta'ala will bring all the good out of that same, because everything is in the hand of Allah Ta'ala. Not in our, it's not in our hands, the hands of Allah Ta'ala. Allah Ta'ala's command is what we need to submit to entirely. This is the lesson, this Mubarak days come with these amal, hajj. Hajj, everything is about submission. Person now is gone to Baytullah, he left his home, he left everything. And he came to Baytullah. That place where one salah, hundred thousand sawab. Now come hajj, and the peak of hajj, leave the place. And go to Mina, and go to Arafat. This is the peak of hajj. Our minds tell us we should have been at Kaaba Sharif. But no, the command of Allah Ta'ala is the, the main thing is the command of Allah Ta'ala. Enter into Islam fully. Islam means submission. And submission is what Allah Ta'ala wants us to do. When we have to do it, how we have to do it, that is what we got to do. So this is the lessons that we get out of this. And this is not something confined for just one amal. It is something to make a part of our life. In every aspect of life, Total submission to Allah wa ta'ala, total submission to the way of life of Rasulullah sallallahu Yes, we will not be able to get there in one day, but that is our direction, that is our focus, that is our goal. And provided we got our goal in front of us, and we're making that effort slowly but surely, sometimes tripping, sometimes falling, but we keep walking. We keep walking in the direction of that destination. And like that child, one day, the first few days will fall every seven, every seven, several minutes, and then once in a couple of hours, and then once in a day, and then he keeps walking like nothing happened, like he never fell in his life. Once in a blue moon, he could still fall. So likewise, a person keeps trying to walk, Allah Ta'ala opens a way for him. And then he walks without difficulty. Allah Ta'ala, give me also the tawfiq and all of us. Allah Ta'ala, grant us the true spirit of qurbani enable us to appreciate these mubarak days that are coming and to dedicate ourselves to Allah tabarak wa ta'ala wa akhiru da'wana alhamdulillahi rabbil alam
писать дурочки. غفار ہے یا رب بخش دے میرے سارے گناہ 
اب تو راہیں بس تادم آخر ورد زبائیں میرے الہ لا الہ الا اللہ لا الہ الا اللہ لا الہ الا اللہ
ربنا ظلمنا انفسنا وان لم تغفر لنا وترحمنا لنكونن من الخاسرين رب اغفر وارحم واعف وتكرم وتجاوز عما تعلم انك انت العز الاكرم ربنا توفنا مسلمين والحقنا بالشهداء والصالحين غير خزايا ولا نداما ولا مفتونين اللهم ثبتنا على الايمان وامتنا على الايمان واحشرنا يوم القيامه مع الايمان يا مقلب القلوب ثبت قلوبنا على دينك يا مصرف القلوب صرف قلوبنا على طاعتك اللهم حبب الينا الايمان وزينه في قلوبنا وكره الينا الكفر والفسوق والعصيان واجعلنا من الراشدين ربنا لا تؤاخذنا ان نسينا او اخطانا ربنا ولا تحمل علينا اسرا كما حملته على الذين من قبلنا ربنا ولا تحملنا ما لا طاقه لنا به واعف عنا واغفر لنا وارحمنا انت مولانا فانصرنا على القوم الكافرين ربنا هب لنا من ازواجنا وذرياتنا قره اعين واجعلنا للمتقين اماما ربنا فاغفر لنا ذنوبنا وكفر عنا سيئاتنا وتوفنا مع الابرار ربنا واتنا ما وعدتنا على رسلك ولا تخزنا يوم القيامه انك لا تخلف الميعاد اله العالمين يا الله اومس مرسيفول موس كايند موس غريشس موس لافينغ الله اله العالمين يا الله فوجيف اس يا الله فوجيف اول اوف ميجر ماينس سنز يا الله يا الله فوجيف ايفري ثينغ ذات وي هاف دن يا الله اله العالمين يا الله اول يور باونتيز اول يور نعمات ار شاورد ابون اس يا الله ايفري سكند ايفري ميلي سكند يا الله يور كاونتليس اند ليميتليس باونتيز ار شاوردينغ ابون اس يا الله اله العالمين يا الله ديسبايت ذس يا الله وي هاف بين سو انغريتفول يا الله Ya Allah all your nemas we have used against your commands ya Allah ya Allah we made everyone happy we made our hearts happy ya Allah we broke your commands and made you unhappy ya Allah ilahul alamin ya Allah ya Allah you forgive this great crime of ours ya Allah ilahul alamin ya Allah enable us to ya Allah seek and earn your pleasure in everything that we do ya Allah ilahul alamin ya Allah save us from your displeasure ya Allah ilahul alamin ya Allah grant us the tawfiq of doing those a'mal that bring down your rahmat ya Allah and save us from those a'mal that bring down your wrath and azab ya Allah and remove the difficulties and the suffering from the ummah ya Allah and remove the suffering of the ummah ya Allah remove the poverty of the ummah ya Allah and remove the oppression from the ummah ya Allah and hold back the hands of the oppressors ya Allah and give them hidayah also ya Allah and if hidayah is not decreed for them ya Allah wipe them out from the face of this earth ya Allah ilahul alamin ya Allah grant hidayah to one and all ya Allah and blow the winds of hidayah ya Allah and give us a tawfiq of ya Allah fulfilling everything in the sunnah of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam grant us the love of the sunnah of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam enable us to live our lives according to his mubarak way of life ya Allah and put the hatred of the ways of yahud and nasara in our hearts ya Allah and save us from the ways of yahud and nasara ya Allah and save us from all the fitnas ya Allah and save us from all the sins ya Allah and save us from the sins of the eyes ya Allah save us from the sins of the heart ya Allah save us from the sins of the tongue and ears ya Allah save us from the sins of the hands and feet ya Allah and save us from all the sins of external and internal sins ya Allah ilahul alamin ya Allah you grant us the tawfiq of doing everything that pleases you ya Allah and grant us the wealth of taqwa ya Allah grant us the wealth of taqwa ya Allah grant us the wealth of taqwa ya Allah and grant us the true ya Allah your love ya Allah and fill our hearts with your muhabbat ya Allah fill our hearts with the muhabbat of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam fill our hearts with the love of salah 
Allah, Ya Allah. Full of our hearts with the love of the Quran Sharif, Ya Allah. Full of our hearts with the love of Zikr and Dua, Ya Allah. Allah, full of our hearts with the love of the effort of Deen, Ya Allah. Allah, save us from all the evils, Ya Allah. Put the hatred of sin in our hearts, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, these Mubarak days are coming. Enable us to appreciate them, Ya Allah. Enable us to use them correctly, Ya Allah. Save us from all sins in these Mubarak days, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Grant us the barakat and blessings of these days. Ya Allah, grant the entire Ummah the barakat and blessings of these days, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Make our children the coolness of our eyes, Ya Allah. Allah, unite the hearts of spouses, Ya Allah. Allah, unite the hearts of family members, Ya Allah. Unite the hearts of parents and children, Ya Allah. Unite the hearts of brothers and sisters, Ya Allah. Unite the hearts of the Ummah of Rasulullah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Ya Allah, grant everyone the tawfiq of Sirat al-Mustaqeem, Ya Allah. Keep us steadfast on Sirat al-Mustaqeem, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, take us on Sirat al-Mustaqeem, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, take us at a time that you are pleased with us and we are pleased with you, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, grant us death on Kamil Iman, Ya Allah. Grant us death on the kalima, La ilaha illallah, Muhammadur Rasulullah. Ya Allah, grant us death on Tawbat al-Nasuh, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, make our qabars gardens of Jannah for us, Ya Allah. Grant us the shafat of Rasulullah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Give us Jannatul Firdaus without any reckoning, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, all those who have passed away, fill their qabars with nur, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, make their complete maghfirat, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, those of our parents who are alive, give them barakat in their lives, barakat in their health. Ya Allah, grant them all the best, Ya Allah. Grant them the best tawfiqat, Ya Allah. Ilahu al-alamin, Ya Allah. Those of our parents who have passed away, Ya Allah, make their complete maghfirat, Ya Allah. Fill their qabars with nur, Ya Allah. Grant them the high stages in the akhirat, Ya Allah. Ilahu al-alamin, Ya Allah. All those who are sick, give them shifaya kamila, ajila, mustabirra, daima. Allah, give them complete and total cure, Ya Allah. Allah, remove every trace of their illness, Ya Allah. Ilahu al-alamin, those who are in financial difficulties, Ya Allah, remove their difficulties with afiyat, Ya Allah. Allah, those who don't have jobs, give them good jobs, Ya Allah. Ilahu al-alamin, Ya Allah, grant halal and tayyib risk to one and all, Ya Allah. Allah, put barakat in each one's risk, Ya Allah. Ilahu al-alamin, Ya Allah. Allah, those who are in any kind of difficulties, hardship, worries, depression, anxiety, Allah, remove it with afiyat, Ya Allah. Ilahu al-alamin, Ya Allah. Allah, all those who have, Ya Allah, ask us to make dua for them, give them the best of dunya and the best of akhirat, Ya Allah. Remove all their difficulties and hardships, Ya Allah. Allah, accept all the efforts of deen that are taking place, Ya Allah. Accept the work of da'wat and tabliq, Ya Allah. Accept the efforts of all the jamaat throughout the world, Ya Allah. Ilahu al-alamin, Ya Allah. Accept the efforts of the khanqas, Ya Allah. Accept the efforts of the madaris and masajid, Ya Allah. Allah, accept the efforts of all the organizations of deen, Ya Allah. Accept the efforts of all those who are making an effort for deen, Ya Allah. Ilahu al-alamin, Ya Allah. Make it, Ya Allah, means of hidayat, Ya Allah. Ilahu al-alamin, Ya Allah, all the good that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa begged for. Ya Allah, we also begging for all the good. Whatever Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam sought refuge from, Ya Allah, give us protection as well, Ya Allah. Allahumma inna nasaluka min khayri ma sa'alaka minhu nabiyuka wa habibuka sayyiduna Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Wa na'udhu bika min shari masta'adaka minhu nabiyuka wa habibuka sayyiduna Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Anta al-musta'an wa alayka al-balaag. ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد وآله وصحبه أجمعين والحمد لله